the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Rescuers Radio Show at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com, where the show can be heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m., and then it becomes a podcast, and you can find that wherever your favorite uh, search for podcasts leads you. They're on all, all, the, all the bases. And uh, RescuersRadioShow.org is our website. And, you know, we are a listener-supported uh, radio ministry. And, and if you're interested in, uh, in uh, seeing that part of things, you can find that on the website as well. I have a wonderful guest here that I've known for, gosh, I don't know how many years. Many, <laughs> it's been many, a long many. time. Yes. And, um, and his name is Bill Heitzman. And Bill is the Chief Encouragement Officer of Leadership Productivity Forum. Yes. That's a good title. Well, when you when you start the company, you can choose whatever <laughs> title you feel fits the description of what you do the most of. Just Chief Encouragement is, yes. is, is solid, you know? Yes. So, uh, Bill, I always like to start the show uh, for our, our uh, audience to find out a little bit about the guest. Uh, just share some some with us about how you got uh, to this point in your life. Well, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> like a lot of people in Arizona, I came from Iowa. Good midwestern, uh, good midwest midwestern stock. I uh, started out my career in residential real estate. Uh, Built a small company uh, in in a community in Iowa that, uh, when I sold it, uh, controlled fifty one percent of the market. And just felt lost at that period of time. Very much successful, but yet didn't feel real significant. Mm -hmm. Money was there, but significance was not there. And over a series of things, ended up in Minneapolis working for a large commercial real estate brokerage company, was able to become an officer in that organization. And and we had a a great deal of success, right time, right place. And I just Mm -hmm. happened to be sitting in the right chair to get credit for it. Moved out here to Arizona uh, in 1985, and and I had two criteria for moving to, to someplace other than the upper Midwest, and one was I had to pay to see snow, <laughs> and I wanted to uh, uh, water flowers outside year-round. <laughs> there you go. Two criteria. Well, I love it, it. It was kind of funny because anybody who lives in Arizona in the summertime know you have to water flowers once or twice a day. Yeah. In the first summer, in the first winter we lived here, it snowed. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. It. Exactly. So I worked with that uh, large commercial real estate company here as one of their managing officers. And then in 1992, 
uh, had the opportunity to kind of recast what I sensed was the vision God had for my life. And uh, the one thing I've always enjoyed doing is I've always enjoyed helping people, and particularly leaders, uh, and primarily what I do today, helping leaders of organizations develop a guidance, not only for their business or their organization, but also for their life. And, and really tying back to what Solomon uh, so wisely said, people without a vision, without a destination, uh, are easily led astray. But those who live by uh, truth, truth-based principles, prosper. And so helping people develop the destination, where are you going to end up at the end of your life, so to speak? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to get there? And what truths are you going to rely upon to empower the journey? And since we don't know the day or time or the hour of the, of that, we need to be acutely aware of what you're saying, right? Acutely aware of what we're saying. And Jesus <laughs> yeah. said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. So I said, well, if that is the – okay, let's focus toward going through that narrow gate. And let's focus on where I'm going to end up um, for the rest of my life as I as – I, have the privilege of journeying and journeying period with people in my kind of worldly life. Yeah. Well, you're, you're such a multifaceted guy. You're, you're very interesting that way. And, but let's, let's begin by talking about leadership, uh, productivity forum. Exactly. What is that? And what's the mission of that? Our, our focus is getting uh, leaders around the table once a month, and coming and and working together to encourage one another just to f- facilitate what we call their guidance for their life and their guidance for their for their uh, organization. Yeah. And whether it's right or wrong, kind of the sense I come to that with is that we're all in the people growing business. And if we have been given the the stewardship, the responsibility for running an organization that has people in it and serving the people through the organization, one of our primary, if not our primary responsibility is growing those people. Nice. So you have, uh, do you have forum meetings around Arizona, around the Valley? We, yeah, we have, we have one forum now of Christian, uh, primarily Christian business owners who, who we get together once a month and we spend that that time together kind of going through an an agenda that uh, seems to uh, keep people, the leaders focused and uh, uh, where they're able to kind of see where they're on track and where they're off track. So um, you mentioned uh, the wisdom of Solomon. Uh-huh. Uh, Proverbs is, is so meaningful, right, if we, if we read it every day. Yes. Uh, and I think you know you, or will remember John Teats. Yes. Uh, CEO of Dial Corp. Exactly, yes. He read a chapter a day. Yes. There's 30 chapters, I yes. think, right? Yes. And uh, started his day reading Proverbs every day. Well, my grandfather, when I was just a young tyke, uh, gave me two uh, pieces of wisdom, actually three pieces of wisdom. The first one was, if you want to be a wise man, read Proverbs. <laughs> And so um, I do read a bit of Proverbs every, uh, every day. The second one was, and, and, and this is kind of interesting, he said, Bill, put away your quitting money early. And, and, and I think of the Proverbs of the ants, uh, 
putting away for uh, for another season. And, and that gave me and uh, our family a great deal of comfort knowing that at least we had something stored up for the future. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the third one was, and this is an interesting one, he, he said, Bill, if you have an opportunity to serve somebody and make money, do it, because you may never get that opportunity again. Amen. Yeah. That's, I like that. Is that in, in Proverbs anywhere? <laughs> it's probably. It's an addendum. Fo- we could probably find that in, in an art or bill uh, a synopsis. I think the thing we don't want to do is start changing uh, the word to be our what we want right, to say, right? right. Um, so you mentioned that you work with nonprofits and commercial enterprises. Right. Uh, how does that work, and, and what does that look like? Well, it, 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 you know, Art, when you become mature in age. I'm not there yet. Oh, oh in age. age. Yeah, okay. Yes, there, I'm, I'm there. I'm mature in age. Not in brain power. Yeah, and, and you followed your grandfather's <laughs> wisdom. Um, my primary focus is I, just working with leaders that really understand that we're called to, to grow people. And whether it's a for-profit or a non-profit organization, um, Leaders have the same responsibilities, yeah. and and I don't solicit uh, opportunities come, and whether they're for profit or not for profit, whether it's for pro bono or or for fee, uh, makes a little difference. It's just are you willing to grow yourself so you can grow other people? So how has that changed for you in the age of COVID? Um, you know, we saw the shutdown. Yeah. We're seeing the twenty twenty one was kind of coming back together and trying to sort things out. Where are we in twenty twenty two, and and is that made difficulties in what you're trying to do? I don't really. I think the the blessing of COVID for me is I'm doing more work virtually yeah. in other parts of the United States that I wouldn't have done if there had been COVID, yeah. hadn't been COVID. Yeah, we can also, this radio show, yes. I do national programs and uh, they're, they're all in Zoom and it's great technology, by the way. Where were we yep. to buy the first shares of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe again, it'll go up in the future. But it, it was because of that and because of becoming comfortable with Zoom and, and, and kind of learning the, the how to use it in a way that calls people to action mm-hmm. and in a way that people can come back through Zoom and celebrate their successes. It also acknowledge their oscillations, uh, you know, where they were off target. Uh, we see really no difference between the in-person and the Zoom um, calls. Yeah. It's always better in person because of that familiarity, the touch, and just seeing somebody like we yeah. are across the the table here, but in both cases have learned the, the, the technology of being in person and the technology of being um, um, a thousand miles or 5,000 yeah. miles away. Has it, uh, is there a fear factor present that keeps people from wanting to join in groups? I think that's kind of going away right now, I, I think. I, I hope so. We've been meeting uh, in person now probably for. It, it, six months, yeah. maybe a little longer than that. Uh, we've experienced fifty percent of our people have had COVID. Yeah, 
and, and thankfully have recovered from COVID. So sure, yeah. we're we're kind of cognitive, cogn- whatever it is, we're aware of the of the of of social distancing and, and just common sense things, but not fearful yeah. of of meeting together. That, that doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help anyone with fear in the picture. Well, somewhere in Scripture talks about God didn't give us an attitude of timidity. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he caused us to be wise. Yeah. So uh, speaking to our audience now, if you're just now tuning in and wondering who I'm talking to, Bill Heitzman, who is the chief encouragement officer at Leadership Productivity Forum. And uh, we're talking about all of those things that he does uh, so well. Uh, do, do you do you have uh, cause to meet with companies or individuals outside of Arizona, around the country? Uh, if if there's a need yeah. and a willingness to talk, I'll go wherever uh, someone says, hey, I want to grow myself, I want to grow the business. Yeah. Or grow the organization. Yeah. So if we if we just if we just obey what Jesus told the disciples in the Great Commission, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're we're to meet everybody. Well, you know, it's interesting. In the Great Commission, he says, "Go forth and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you." And and that word observe is kind of interesting because it's like, uh oh, <laughs> we are the example. So it's teaching us to observe. It's watch. Jesus did what God did, and hopefully through that faith in Jesus, we are doing what He's instructed us to do. And, and along that vein, uh, you also hope to live uh, live out words of Jesus from uh, personal experiences and knowledge. Right. And uh, one example that you use is the Rose Women's Foundation in Kenya. In Kenya. Tell us about that. Oh, this is so exciting. And again, talking about the, the power of technology. Um, there's a young woman uh, in uh, uh, Maryland who uh, – dropped out of her MBA program and, and sensed that she had a call to helping women in Kenya move from poverty to uh, prosperity. And in a, the definition of prosperity is different for every one of us. Yeah. But the women in Kenya uh, typically are single with three children, making about $10 a month. Oh, my gosh. And and so the Rose Foundation, Women's Foundation, uh, through kind of the context of microfinancing, uh, microfinancing and sharing the gospel, are, are selecting women there to come together in groups where Rose Foundation is providing the capital and the leadership for women to start their own businesses. So how did you find them? Uh, they found me. Oh. <laughs> they found me through a professor at Pepperdine. Wow. And uh, uh, the leader there um, and I have been, over the last two years, have been just working together as she develops her leadership abilities and helping her team develop their leadership abilities and then helping the women in Kenya develop theirs. And we all, all start out here as helping people develop a personal guidance for their life a Google map for their life saying, this is what I sense makes my life meaningful. 
These are the principles, the truths I'm building my life on, and here's what the the path I'm journeying toward that final destination. Wow. So do you do, do, you do anything else uh, internationally? That is the only thing we're doing overseas right okay. now. We're working with uh, some individuals who are helping uh, uh, inmates get ready for uh, being released. Oh, tell us about that. And it's the same context is, is helping people understand who they are, helping them develop a guidance to live out who they are using the principles of, of, of uh, the good news uh, in the Bible to, to help them do that. So I, I was on the board for a while for um, Phoenix Rescue Mission. Yes. And uh, they do very good work, by the way. But um, um, I met one guy I, just comes to mind. He he just had served 25 years mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm. And talk about uh, technology passed him by. Yes. He got out of prison. So that's a problem that you need to help people to overcome, right? I mean, they're coming out. They've never used a computer. They don't have a, a, a cell phone probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they may get one on their way out, but how do you deal with that? Well, that's kind of outside my pay grade it, yeah. as far as doing that. Other than the context is, is what we're learning is that people are are somewhat fearful of of leaving the confinement, yeah. uh, and and if you could call it security uh, of prison, of knowing what each day is going to be like, and helping them get out, and and. There's two very important ingredients that come along with that. One is helping them develop a guidance. Here's my guidance. Here's my Google map for my life. Here's where I'm going to go today and into the future. Mm -hmm. Being part of a group of um, like-minded people who are walking the same as they are. Mm -hmm. And then having a capable guide, a coach. We'd call them a greatness guide that are keeping people aligned to their to their destination, equipping them for the next couple steps of the road and through the power of influence. And that influence could be some kind of a tool, uh, could be a verbal influence, but through influence, helping them just have the confidence to get through the next 24 hours. And hopefully trying to keep them from the recidivism, which is high, a high percentage, yes. right? So that must be one of the goals uh, when you're talking to them. Yeah, one of the goals is to get them in a group that that would prevent them from getting into a peer group yeah. of people that they felt comfortable with in the past. Sure, yeah. And if there is going to be a recidivism, it's because they're going back to their old lifestyles, Pattern. what they feel comfortable with. And so the key is a group of people that are, like Paul says, let's keep mo- – let's not forget to keep – meeting together to continue encourage one another to good works to doing the right things yeah well that's that's good work and and um you do uh marriage groups and that kind of thing as well and we have a, a another context here of uh of little booklets that people can put together and we have them for uh, marriage oh. we have them for an owner of a business we have them for an individual uh, and and again, the marriage is an organization. Yeah, two or two two people get together and uh, kind of bring their 
uh, guidances together and say, based upon this, this is where we want to take our marriage. This is the contribution we sense our marriage is making, God is making through our marriage to the world. So you haven't exactly written a book. This is a, a, a pamphlet or a brochure. Well, this is these are more the booklet. Uh, booklet. It's more of a guidance. Okay. It's more of okay. Just fill in the blanks and then f- kind of do what you say you're going to do. Nice. So we're using a guidance as a tool. The same thing of Google Maps. Driving here to the studio today, even though I've been here a million <laughs> times, let's, not a million times, a number of times, but yet, but looking, saying, okay, I'm going to default to Google Maps for no other reason than to say, how much time is it going to take me to get from home to the studio? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's really cool that you have that product there. Did you you worked on that yourself? Yeah, fifty years of experience. <laughs> Both of us, I think, go back to starting around 1951 or 1971. I started broadcasting in 1972. Okay. August 1st of 72. Yeah, and I started in 1970. I worked the same <laughs> vintage. From Akron, Ohio. Yes, yes. Iowa. Yes. Uh, all for the same reasons or, or work. Well, work. they're both four-letter words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Nicely said. So, um, uh Jeez. So do you work – we just talked about the prison work. I wanted yep. to talk about the incarcerated. And um, is there any other way that you work with that that group I, or you've, you've said what needs to be said? And Yeah. It's a, basically, it is – it's not so it, – it's the leader, the person that has the desire to work with the inmates that I work with. Yeah. So I don't have the direct involvement. It's, it's taking the principles of leadership – and putting them in such a way that it, that that individual or those individuals can can help their constituency advance forward. Yeah. So, um, and, and most of that is done right here in the valley. Oh, it's done. Or, or, the Cali- we're doing the the prison ministry work in California, so it's all done virtually through uh, Zoom. Did you work at Pepperdine at one time? Never worked at Pepperdine. <laughs> you no. just know a professor. Just know a professor. <laughs> dear, dear friend of mine, Dr. Max Elsie. And Max, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> Hope he is. Hope he's listening to this or, or will. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I learned a lesson about it with your story back to, back to um, uh, the, the Rose Women's Foundation in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, for a period of time, adopted through uh, World Vision, I think, mm-hmm. uh, a child. Yes. And we weren't allowed to communicate with them. They could communicate with us. Okay. So we would get like a monthly letter from this child. Yes. would write this and draw little pictures. And yes. it didn't take long to find out that they were living on a $30 a year for their whole family yes. uh, income. And uh, he, he, this child would describe their housing. They had, they had dirt floors, so, but I cleaned the floors every day. And I yes. thought, isn't that an interesting, you know, uh, we, we in America need to stretch out more and see what's going on around the country, around the world. Well, we yeah, stretch out and 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 
and see the joy that that young lady has of of sweeping a dirt floor. Yeah. And the goodness that that young lady is seeing in her life because of your involvement. And and where we begin to continue to celebrate what's right. Yeah. Rather than uh, whether, rather than what's wrong, yeah. and and it doesn't take long to figure out that you've just tripled their income right. with, with your monthly stipend or whatever that is. Well, that's like the Rose Foundation. Women are making about ten dollars a month, and with this microfinancing in leadership guidance, in the sharing of the gospel, and helping these ladies uh, uh, implement the gospel as part of their lifestyle, they're moving from $10 a month to an average now of $400 a month. Wow. And they're doing what we might call in many cases um, uh, uh, you know, it's not big finished product. They're just manufacturing something small at home and taking it to the local, uh, what we would call a flea market. They call it a market. Market, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a market in a third world country. It's phenomenal <laughs> to see the people selling wares there that they are making yeah. or they have bought from another uh, uh, supplier and they're just selling for pennies just to earn a living. We're about ready to end the program, unfortunately, Bill. But um, if someone is listening and they're interested in uh, getting in touch, uh, how do they do that? It's very, you know, the easiest way is to send me an email. And my email address is bill at billheitzman.com. And Heitzman is spelled H-E-I-T-Z-M-A-N. So bill at billheitzman.com. All right, Bill. It's been great to, to have you on the program and catch up with you. But God bless you. You are a rescuer, you know. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think God does the rescuing, and we just happen to be there to watch it happen. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 